If I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. <laughs> you ready? I is ready. Let's do it. <clears throat> What's up? Oh, damn it. Hang on. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't feel right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon. And we're here for a prediction pod, which means we're only a day away from seeing cars on the track, on the streets of Baku. Yes. It's been a long break. With very little news. And then, like, the past couple of days, all of a sudden, it's like Formula One's like, oh, we're going to put out, you know, new changes, uh, confirmed changes to the sprint format. Teams are putting out, you know, upgrades that they're doing and stuff. So all, everybody just came out with news this week. Um, but I'm pumped for this race, man. I, I like Baku. I think Baku is a cool circuit. It's awesome. It's got a little bit of everything. And that back straightaway being over a mile is just <laughs> insane. Uh, not to mention, I, so I was reading up on that castle turn. You know how wide the turn is? How wide? Seven meters. Tw- that's that's twenty one feet of America. <laughs> but uh, how wide are the cars? Their cars are like eight or nine feet wide. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a tricky one to. That's navigate. not true. They're not that wide. They're two meters wide, so they're six and a half feet wide. It's essentially a Ford F one fifty. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's a tricky one to navigate right there. Yeah. Yeah, I actually read a fun fact about Baku. You know that Baku is the largest city in the world below sea level. It's also the <laughs> lowest race on the calendar at a negative 92 feet of elevation. Negative 92 feet? Negative 92. And then you got Mexico City, which is <laughs> the highest, which was like 7,000 feet plus, you know, yeah. of elevation. So pretty negative crazy. Negative 92 That'll be interesting for like the whole aero package because the air is so much uh, denser down there. Yeah. Like, especially because I always thought that was weird with Mexico City when we changed the cars to the ground effect cars. They used to run like the lowest aero package they could in Mexico City. And now with all of the ground effects, they have to run the highest aero packages possible to get the cars to stick to the ground. <laughs> right. But no, I love this track. It's it's going to be really interesting. Uh, it's got some good history. It's only been around for what five years, six years, something uh, like min- that. Minus twenty twenty. Minus twenty twenty. Yep. Um, Leclerc's had great luck at this club track. He holds the track record. Like it's a long way around. It's six meters or six kilometers long. Oof. It is. It's a long way. A lot of things can happen. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be fun. And so, you know, we might as well get into it. They came out with the changes to yep. the sprint format where they actually confirmed it. And we actually got to see a lot more insight onto the specifics of that, which I thought were pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool that now they're going away They're You're only going to have one practice session. So you get Friday free practice one. And that's it. After that, everything counts for something. That sucks for McLaren. <laughs> you have a basically a planning on bringing a brand new car and you have what an hour and a half yep. to get it figured out before it, you have to go to qualifying. I, you know what? I'm actually on a, a fan. street circuit. I know. Right. I'm a fan though. I, I like less practice. You know, I honestly don't think I've ever watched an entire um, practice no. the whole way through. It's like always something that's on in the background or something like that. Um, but I think that it increases the jeopardy so much now because, like you said, you have just over an hour and you have that's it. Like if you have an issue with your car or something happens like you, that's it, you're losing out on all that testing time and you're going straight from that into the GP qualifying later that day on Friday. And then Saturday, you've got what they're calling the the sprint shootout. 
which is essentially a sprint qualifying, which the new format for that is pretty cool, I think. They did, so you get your SQ1, which they're sprint qualifying one, 12 minutes long. You get you just to, for reference, normal qualifying is 18 minutes for Q1. So they chopped off six minutes. Yep. And so now you get 12 minutes. You have to run medium tires. And so that's, you know, looking at the times on the track, that's like three laps with a tire change, something like that. Um, then you go to SQ2 and there's only seven, there's seven minutes between each qualifying session. SQ2 mm -hmm. is only 10 minutes. So they take two minutes off of that. Again, you have to run Q2s, normal Q2s, 15 minutes. Right, right. And so again, you have to run medium tires. And then, so then from there, that's enough for two laps, right? You're not changing yeah. tires. I mean, so the track record is a minute 43. They're going to be running it, you know, in the mid 140s. Uh, you figure you have to do an out lap that's going to be two minutes and an in lap. So, I mean, for you to essentially do one lap, one hot lap, you're looking at six to seven minutes. Right. So you ugh. should in Q2 be able to get two laps in, two hot laps, mm -hmm. or you got to up the fuel load in the car and you're going to just go out there and run laps around it. Right. No tire changes. Yep. That's probably what they're going to end up having to do. Yep. And then from there, another seven minute break, you get down to SQ3, which is even less. This is only eight minutes now. And for As this opposed one, to 12 normally. So for this one, you have to run softs. Um, and so again, you're getting two laps, one lap if you want to really risk it. So I yeah, mean, so you kind of do you up the fuel load because it's a it's not a small amount of fuel for how long the track is like, but you're going to be a little bit slower. I mean, I right. bet if you're Red Bull and you have such a straight line speed advantage, you're probably just going to up the fuel load. But if you're Ferrari, yeah, if you're some of these other ones, like. <laughs> It'll be interesting forcing them to run the mediums and then the softs. I actually think that's a bit of an advantage because mediums are most likely what everyone will start on on Sunday. Mm -hmm. This track's got a really low deg. Um, historically, it's a one-stopper. Um, so most people are probably going to go medium to hard on Sunday. Um, so I think this is actually a benefit to the teams kind of forcing them onto the mediums. You're going to get a little bit more runtime out of them. Yeah, I, I think the interesting part to me is gonna see or is gonna be watching everybody's strategy, because for these, like, are you gonna send people out right away, or are you gonna, you know, some teams might take the strategy of kind of holding their people back and then sending them out right at the end, and you know, that's not much time. So if something happens yeah. on that track, you might find yourself not getting in lap time. So I think this could really shake up the sprint race because you might have the sprint race starting with some people out of position, like. You know, maybe Max or somebody towards the back or some cars up front that you generally wouldn't have up front. So I don't know, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. Like looking at it now, it's it's a lot more exciting, I think. Yes. Um it's gonna be one of those things though. We'll have to see it. You know, we've got a few sprint races at different types of tracks this year. So we'll see how it, you know, overall how it works out. Um, you know, but after the sprint shootout, you got the sprint race, which is a hundred kilometer race. Um, That's sixty two and a half miles of freedom. <laughs> so we're running that saturday afternoon and, and that's going to be really fun too because now it's purely for points there's mm -hmm. no chance of you losing out on your grid position on sunday and so i think you're going to have drivers who are going to be in the hunt because this is just for point it's extra points for yeah. you so kind of going to 
you're going to risk it for the biscuit. Yep. And for this one, there's a, a total of eight points potential. So they all only P1 through P8 get points. P1 gets eight points. P8 gets one point. Um, but so I mean, if Leclerc gets first, second, or third, he'll double his points. <laughs> That's such a shame. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, like you said, he's got a good track record. He's qualified P1 last year and the year before here. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens as long as he can keep the flames out of his car. <laughs> um, but then, all right, so you've got the only thing, the only downside I see for this is if you have like a standard grid, there's no shakeup. You know, Red Bull's up at the front. You've got Haas and Alpha Tauri back at the bottom. It kind of takes out the motivation for those lower teams to kind of race hard. Like, I don't know if there's any kind of rules in place, but you almost like if you're Haas and Alpha Tauri and you're starting down at the, the back of the grid on a sprint, almost be better off just to pull your car in just to retire the car early. Because, I mean, you're not going to get up there into the p8 or anything like that unless something crazy happens i should say i think the odds for virtual safety car safety car all of that is really high um you know the turn one alone you can get three cars wide into turn one like it's i I do agree with you but i think there's probably also a level of motivation that if you time it right and there's a big wreck you might pull a almost Hulkenberg and end up in P4 <laughs> as long as they don't restart the race. Like I think there's some potential for shakeup to happen. Um, but yeah, after a little while, if, if everything goes normal, right. you're, there's going to be some cars just way out in the back, just flapping yeah. in the way. Once it settles into a rhythm. But like you said, this is one of those tracks where it's kind of hard to settle into a rhythm because anything can happen. We've seen it. You saw 2021 max blew a tire on the yep. straight. And then caused havoc for the rest of the race. The famous, yeah. if you haven't seen that one, look up the famous uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton brake magic incident in turn one right there. Yeah, that's that was uh, that was insane. I was looking at stats on it. There were forty overtakes last ra- last year here. Wow, forty. That is crazy. It is an action packed track and it's a street circuit, which should play well to Checo, who seems to be the street circuit wizard over there. Yep. Um, he got his first win for Red Bull here, actually. No, did he really? I didn't. That was 2021. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. I'm really glad they sh- they changed up the layout. You know, I think it's really going to shake things up for Grand Prix qualifying on Friday afternoon. I'm excited to watch that, especially with a lot of the uh, upgrade packages that a lot of these cars are bringing on board. Just you got one practice to yeah. figure out if they're worth it. Like, I wonder if we're going to see some teams upgrade one car, but not the other, like, and, and diversify the risk a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, cause I mean, we're about to have five races in six weeks. Yeah. So it's going to be action packed and you're going to get plenty of dev time. Do you risk it on this one? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think some teams, McLaren mainly, might need to. They need some some points here. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It should be a lot of fun. Yep. So, so good. I was going to say, so um, let's go ahead and, and get into some of these changes with McLaren. So they've been, since the beginning, they've been brutally honest, saying their car is clearly not where they want it to be. I think everybody's been able to see that. Ever since the car launch, they've been saying that. Um, so this week, we're actually going to see the first of three of their uh, planned major upgrades. Um, so it's, you know, up to speculation what it is. I think a lot of people are kind of expecting to see a change to the edge of the floor, 
you know, being yep. at the floor of these cars makes, you know, a good portion of the downforce. Um, there's also some rumors, potentially a slight redesign of the side pods. Um, but, you know, I'm a McLaren fan. I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic. I'm not expecting a McLaren 1-2 in this race. You know, I'd, I'd pee myself if that happened. That, but that's I'm very, not being very cautiously it. optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, most you can hope for is maybe a couple tenths, right, per lap. Um, but so they do have two more upgrades. So they've got one that they're expecting to come out right before the summer break. And then another one after the summer break. So I don't, I mean, the side pods, I didn't really expect to change a whole lot. They're running it that Canon style, like Red Bull and Aston it, it, with, it's a little bit different. Um, almost looks a little bit more sculpted. Um, but I didn't really expect that to be a large change. I bet the front wing and the floor is mm-hmm. completely different though. Um, that's kind of what I'm expecting them to put all the dev, dev in, especially when everyone's looking at Red Bull's triple DRS uh, setup. I bet McLaren's very much trying to copy something along those lines. Yeah. Try to get that extra advantage. And, uh, you know, McLaren's not the only one. Uh, Total Wolf was, um, I read a statement from him, him earlier where he was saying that they're going to have some more upgrades. They're slowly, incrementally increasing their, or improving their car. So who knows what today is going to bring for them. I don't expect it to be a big one, kind of like no. we're looking at for McLaren. But, you know, after we saw the improvements they made for Australia, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see where they end up finishing in this race. I think that they've got a good chance on this one. They they don't historically with this setup, they don't have the best straight line speed. They tend to be a little bit slower through the straights, which isn't going to be a lot of fun with how long the straightaway is here, but there's so there's great twists and turns and braking areas. They can get that undercover or under control. It's going to make up a lot of time. I think Haas is actually bringing some sort of upgrades too. I read something from Gunther Steiner and he was kind of alluding. Well, first off they did do a team bonding event in Wales during the break. And he told everybody to get a little bit of rest. Um, and then they came back and did a little bit of work. I'm sure he called Gene every five minutes. <laughs> I would love to do a team bonding event and get drunk with Gunther Steiner. <laughs> it would be so much fun. <laughs> Gene, I had another one. <laughs> oh, okay. He's Gunther Steiner is hilarious. I would love to see more of him like that they're talking about after drive to survive just the show with him and bonato just put him in a small car and have him travel america or travel all over that would be awesome bonato was the one that was like you're the protagonist of the entire show yeah he's like oh no i'm not it's like you totally are (laughs) i was listening to i don't even think you're that great of a team principal but like (laughs) you're entertaining entertaining enough (laughs) he was on a podcast recently and he was saying like he doesn't even watch the show and in his very gunther like way of of talking he was just like why would i watch it i was there yeah (laughs) i lived it (laughs) he's like people he walks into a room and he was talking about the like the team bosses meeting and he's like walk in and everybody's like saying quotes from the show and he's like i don't even know what they're talking about but everybody's getting a laugh about it (laughs) he doesn't even know what he says half the time he said he was gonna bang half the paddock for points and they're like what did you just say and he was like i said hug what what did they think i said i would have hugged the whole paddock what <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But um yeah, Haas is probably gonna bring some upgrades. It'll did you see the news about um I'm changing the subject completely. Uh Alpha Tauri team boss. Uh, uh Toast. 
toast. Yeah. He's gone at the end of the season. That's interesting. Coming out right before the race. Yep. And uh, I wonder if the- they're bringing in who? Uh, Ferrari, uh, the Ferrari guy. I can't remember his name right now. We came so prepared. Sorry, I threw it out yeah. of left field. But <laughs> that's got to, uh, you know, Alpha Tower needs some serious shakeup. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. Actually, right before we got on, I was looking through and I saw a quote um, on, I think, Formula One on their website or somewhere. Uh, Yuki Sonoda was saying it took him by surprise. Like he had no idea that he was leaving. So wonder I wonder kind of what led to that. Cause there's been rumors anyways, for a while where like Red Bull potentially might look into selling or something like that, but I'm sure, you know, they're going to start with a shake up and go from there and see what happens. Yeah. If, I mean, problem is you generally, <laughs> you want to sell the team when it's on top, not when it's <laughs> the worst car in the field. Like they're going to increase the value of the team and then dump th- it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so yeah, going, let, let's get into, uh, so we got some of the upgrades. Um, let's, let's, let's do the predictions. I think this will be fun. Yes. The, the infamous predictions actually though, I've actually put a lot more thought into these and I think these are going to be, at least for me, I don't know what you have on your paper, but for me, these are probably going to be my most accurate predictions yet. I kind of threw it all out the window and we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right. So predictions, let's start with our predictions for the sprint quality for who's going to be on pole and then we'll go into No, we got to go in order chronological order of the weekend. We got we got qualifying first. Oh, I'm all pre-qualifying. I'm all backwards. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> all right. So, the GP pole, who do you have for GP pole? Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. I went with the Mexican Minister of Defense and the Street Circuit Master Sergio Perez. I Even think that's though- a pretty safe I, it's a fair one. Yeah. I, even though I, I, and I wanted to go with Charles Leclerc, but there, I mean, he's got a good track record here, but I just don't see it this year. So I went no, with Perez on that. All right. So now thinking in order, now we can go with the sprint shootout. So the sprint qualifying. So who's going to be on pole there? Logan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I put Max again. I, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Not I, being Max. It's... I put Max there too. So Max especially Checo does a really good job on the qualifying when he gets a couple of laps in. He's not usually the guy that slams the home run in the first lap. And I think with the shorter qualifying shootout time limits, I think Max is just going to set it quickly and probably yeah. run away with it. I agree. All right. Sprint race. Sprint race. Ooh. P1, 2, and 3. Reverse order? Reverse order. Let's do it. All right. So who's your P3? My P3 is Charles Leclerc. Oh, okay. It's not going to be enough laps for the car to conk out on him. It's not going to be enough laps for the car. <laughs> That'll be on, you know, that's on Sunday. That After the race, uh, after a sprint race, a normal race, they're yeah. host. That Ferrari is just going to be struggling. All right. So I have my P3 for the sprint. I have Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. I think it's going to be a good weekend for the the silver arrows, the black arrows, the the black silver arrows. <laughs> All right, P two for the sprint, George Russell. Okay, I got Fernando Alonso for the Fair. sprint. Oh, George Russell, huh? And P one. Who are we going with, Lewis, or you got Max? <laughs> Fernando Alonso. Oh, dang, dude, that would be awesome. And here's my reasoning. Both Red Bulls, and I don't know if it's the drivers of the car, have not got good starts yet. 
they suck out of the, out of the pit or out of the uh, starting blocks. And I think that turn one is going to be an absolute shit show during the sprint race. And I see both Red Bulls going out because Ooh. they're going to be one, two on the qualifying. They're going to be on yep. that front row and it's not going to go well into turn it's one. It's going to get swallowed up by the pack because then after turn one, everything funnels into that super narrow turn after that. So, so I think Ooh. you're going to have master Alonzo living his best life, sitting <laughs> just behind, letting the chaos unfold and then taking it. Oh, uh, heck yeah. All right. So mine, my P1 for the sprint, I have Max. So I got Max, Alonzo, Hamilton. I'm going to Alonzo, Russell, Leclerc. That would be exciting because that would be such a non-standard podium yep. compared to what we're used to. All right. So moving on from there, we, let's go to the, the race. race. I'm like trying to count my knockoff days, see where we're at. <laughs> Everything bounces around so much this weekend. All right, so for the race, P3 on Sunday. I'll start off. I have George Russell. Okay, fair enough. I have Checo Perez. Okay. My P2, same as on the day before, I have Fernando Alonso. I have Lewis Hamilton, second step of the Ooh. So him and Russell are switching Saturday and Sunday with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my race winner, I have Checo. I've got Max. Ooh. See, I, I'm I'm thinking something's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna be a DNF or Max is just gonna have some sort of damage. I'm just not feeling a Max win this weekend. That's hilarious. I was reading um some just cliff notes and different articles. And they said they did a huge like Twitch gamer, the race simulator poll and 85% of the gamers gamer community said Max will win this weekend. Oh, I was like, geez, do we trust them? (laughs) I don't know. I don't ever watch them, but they probably watch more (laughs) than we do. That's funny. All right. Um, Wild card. Who is your, who is your number one? Max. Oh, okay. All right. All right. My wild card. Oh, and I, I, I don't think normally this would be that wild, but I feel like it's, it's wild. <laughs> if we wrote down the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My wild card is that we're going to have both Ferraris in the points. Oh my gosh. I wrote down <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, it's so funny that that is a wild card now. <laughs> it's a big enough wild card where we both went for it (laughs) well think about it last year both ferraris dnf'd you had uh carlos Sainz going out on lap nine with a hydraulic issue you had uh leclerc going out on lap 20 with it just his engine just started smoking and fell apart and then you also had the other uh magnuson another hot uh, ferrari car that went out with an engine retirement on lap 33 um, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a wild card in the fact that, you know, Ferrari's reliability seems to come up and bite him in the ass here. So I totally agree with that. The reason I went for a double points finish, and I'm curious to see after FP one, what the news comes out, but I can almost guarantee it'll be new engines in both of those cars Ooh. for reliability being in question for them being so low on points and for the opportunity 
for two, you know, the sprint and the race to get points, not to mention the, you know, distance those engines are going to have to go. I bet I'm almost guaranteeing they'll both have new power units. And you know, that also makes sense because like you said, we're coming up to a double header, a week off, and then a triple and header. Triple header. So that's going to be a lot of wear and tear, a lot of mileage on an already fragile power unit. So now so it makes gonna, sense. They're going to put the new one in now. They've had four weeks to do whatever little cheats they need to do to get it up into the reliability realm. Um, I, I think that that's going to really help them out this weekend. Probably going to hose them next weekend, but I, I think they're really going to be pushing for a turnaround this weekend. They need a win. Yeah. And I mean, sure. unfortunately for them, a win is just both cars finishing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, uh, uh. yeah, well, I'm excited, dude. This, I mean, yeah. this starts tomorrow. We got quality. What time is quality for us? Uh, I don't know, but I will be unfortunately on the road all day tomorrow at a gymnastics competition all day Saturday and then on the road again all day Sunday. So I'm going to have to probably during my daughter's gymnastics just be watching the race. The That's what I would be watching. <laughs> So qualifying for me on central time is 8 a.m. So I'll get to basically wake up tomorrow and uh, get the kids out the door and turn the qualifying session on. Actually, I can watch that. That's right before we're leaving. Then the sprint shootouts at 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. So wake up and turn it on whenever. Jeez. And the sprint is at 8.30 a.m. Mm. So I have a... I have a feeling my Saturday morning will be me sitting on the couch watching <laughs> qualifying straight into the sprint and not looking at my phone at all. And then just texting you total. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my text- God. Sergeant's in number one. <laughs> you won't know if I'm being honest. Lying. It'll be fun. Yeah, the race oh, on Sundays at 6 a.m. So perfect. Well, I might actually be able to watch the race before we leave. We'll see. Cool, man. Well, like you said, I'm I'm pumped. This is going to be a big one. I'm super excited. After this, we're going straight into Miami next week. Uh, hopefully, the track's dry. I'm still <laughs> seeing rumors last week that there was issues. There was damage. Dry. Flooding. Isn't it still underwater? I, got they, alligators it, everywhere? Potentially might be. Yesterday, I, we, I know we talked about this before. <laughs> Yesterday, I was driving back. I had to go down to Tampa and back, and I almost hit an alligator on I-10. There was <laughs> seriously a three-and-a-half-foot alligator coming across. I don't know if he was dead or if he was like just slowly moving. Coming almost into my lane. <laughs> I was like, this is the most Florida thing that's happened to me all day. <laughs> it's going to be a real issue. But I did see some uh, stuff that was making fun of Miami last year for having the fake water with the yachts. And they're yep. like, well, with it flooded now, you can just bring the yachts in. before <laughs> You don't have to trailer them in. <laughs> you making fun of us while we're in real water. <laughs> well, cool. All right. So let's uh, we'll finish the race and then we'll come back on monday we'll do a review pod and yep. then get ready for miami awesome looking forward to it awesome well you got anything else that's all i got cool man well on that note stay classy america see you next time